out there in podcast land, this is your host, Severin Henderson, along with Ambrosia. And we are here to welcome you back to another riveting episode of the original Designated Drinkers, the podcast where we dive deep into drinking one libation at a time. Today's podcast is about debunking alcohol myths. Different alcohol makes you act differently, brown make you drown, white make you right, clear make you a deer, all that other kind of good stuff. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, Ambrosia, hit us with some of those myths we're going to debunk today. All right. Yeah. Today we are going to talk about how different alcohol makes you act differently. Um, so I want to start off with some red wine. Red wine. Red wine okay. today. Today we are drinking, um, it is from Sebastian David. It's um, in the Loire Valley, just north of Chenon, uh, 100% Cabernet Franc. And this is called the Ulubelu. Ulubelu. <laughs> it's slightly carbonated, okay. um, unfiltered, um, minimal intervention. It's real nerdy, but it's um, tasty. Red make you dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what comes to mind when you think about spending an evening drinking red wine? Um, so I'm not I do enjoy red wine. Um, I like to pair it with different um foods that I'm making and I'm not like a super wine snob or connoisseur or sommelier. So I just get the bottle and read on the back and see whatever it says. That kind of gives me an idea what to make for dinner that night. So whatever bottle looks interesting and it says it pairs well with maybe lamb chops or steak or um, chicken or fish, then I go that direction after I pick the wine. Right on. Uh, a lot of uh, perception is that red wine will make you sleepy. Okay. You know what? I don't. I, it, it used to make me hyper because of the sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was reading an interview um, with Brian Cranston, and maybe he just planted that placebo in my mind. But in the interview, they were they were asking him about wine, and he said that the sugar in it makes him hype. And like ever since then, the sugar in it like makes me hype. It didn't make me sleepy at all. All right, we're gonna yeah we're gonna get into sugar a little bit later. Um, also, something that is perceived about red wine is relaxation. Um, I can say I did feel like I relaxed a little more. Um, so I can agree to that. I just didn't get sleepy. So I'm here to tell you that none of this is true. None of it's true. What the deuce? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. If you hear tequila makes me crazy. I get violent when I drink Jack Daniels. Um, what else? What else do we have here? I, I can go on with these for days because black people are the king's and queens of alcohol making a, making us blaming it on the alcohol to do stuff. Well, it's not unique to just black folk. It's it's nope. everyone. It's us. We have a song about it. <laughs> you got a couple songs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just uh, kidding. <laughs> so um, a lot of the perceived benefits or the perceived detriments to certain alcohols has absolutely no scientific evidence to back it up. Okay. Now... That 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 I can listen to that. Cheers. But if I believe it is a different story. So it may be like I was saying, Brian Cranston planted that placebo in my mind. So you think that just because of these myths and this just because of what I already believe is why sometimes alcohol affects us differently? That's exactly it. Okay. Um so 
a big thing that you have to, to know about alcohol is uh, the alcohol percentage and the rate at which you drink. Okay. This is going to be extremely important. Um, so the National Institute of Health implemented the standard drink in order to help people understand uh, different sizes of drinks and how much alcohol they contain. So all, all alcoholic beverages have ethanol alcohol in them. Right. There's absolutely zero difference between the alcohol that is in wine and the alcohol that is in tequila, the alcohol that is in beer. It's all the same alcohol. It's just the percentage is different, correct? Exactly. The, by the volume. ABV, the, yeah, okay. the amount by volume. And so if you're looking at pure alcohol, a standard drink, ounce and a half of a shot of a liquor, 12 ounces of beer, five ounces of wine, they each contain about 14 grams of ethanol. Okay. So the biggest difference is, is that when you're having beer, you're going to drink it a lot slower opposed to ha! ripping shots tequila. I don't think you've been to college parties <laughs> if you think you're drinking actually beer true. slow. I've never actually been to a frat party. Okay. Well, college party. No. Um, beer slow is not how that goes. <laughs> I digress. But uh, there is something to be said for that. I, so I never went to a college party, really. But the first time I ever had alcohol, uh, I had... Um, it was Russian moonshine. Okay. And... So who knows what that ABV was? It was just in a jar. It was brought over. I was, it was living in the Russian house at the time. And um, I drank quite a bit. They, they taught me how to take shots of this pretty high ethanol content alcohol. High octane stuff. It was. Okay. Uh, and I drank quite a bit of it. And that night, I ended up in a one-sided fist fight. A one-sided <laughs> fist fight? Please explain. I that. got very aggressive. They weren't hitting back. Okay. But I was very aggressive. Now, I could say Russian moonshine makes me aggressive and makes me want to punch people. Mm -hmm. That's just not true. So what is the truth? High alcohol percentage, drank at a very quick rate, and me being pissed off is going to make me want to hit. Okay. So uh, about how old were you when this happened? 21. 21. Okay. So you turned the legal age and... Say so if it get legal stuff, I'm gonna drink all the illegal illegal booze. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> I was persuaded. Oh, okay. I did not want to drink, but I I decided to start drinking at 21. Yeah. Okay. Well, nothing wrong with that. It, it, like I said, that's the legal age. So, mm -hmm. um, are we gonna tell our first drinking stories? Sure, go for it. Oh, mine is terrible. <laughs> My, mine is so whack and such a such a chump move. I um broke up with a girlfriend, or a girlfriend broke up with me. We broke up, and <laughs> I remember my mother had this alcohol in the um in her cabinet. It was called Black Velvet. Oh, I'm very familiar with Black Velvet. And so, what what is it? I don't. I know it was brown. It's a brandy. It's brandy. Liqueur, yeah, my mother sure. likes. She used to like brandy a lot. Um, and I just started drinking it. The first the first hit was like. <sighs> Then I said, well, I'm just keep going. I kept going and going and going. And next thing I know, I was all kinds of drunk. And the girl ended up coming over, and she, like, took care of me. Um, I was probably doing it as a cry for attention. And I threw up, and she, like, helped me. And, and it was just, it was such a bad, ugly scene. And that was my first 
drinking, well, getting drunk experience. I th- honestly, well, the statute of limitations is over because I'm old as dirt now. <laughs> But I had been drinking um, for a long time. Like, my I, my mother um, and my family were kind of like, you know, as long as we see you would know what you're doing type of deal. Like, you know, they weren't getting me drunk or anything, but. Well, uh, so you cried on Black Velvet. And correction, I do not know Black Velvet as well as I thought I did. It okay. is a Canadian whiskey. There. Yes, yes, yes. I knew it was brown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, thought that's it was a, it. I thought it was a brandy liqueur. That's it. We have a picture of it that we will not add to <laughs> the show notes or the website. But oh, I remember so, it and I like got the looking at it. So with this theory, you cried on Black Velvet. So in theory, all Black Velvet makes you cry. <laughs> well, as you've explained, the grams of ethanol is what makes me cry. So, and... Oh, just I'm gonna let out all my little secrets here. That's why I try not to drink as much now because, well, I don't want to use that term. But when I drink, I do tend to get emotional. And that's just that's what you do. It has nothing to do with what type of spirit or, or what alcohol you are drinking. I don't know, because <laughs> I feel like if I have some black velvet, I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna remember some old recessed memories and stories and start boohooing. Absolutely. And that is part of the drinking experience. You have that smell, that taste. Uh, The sense of smell is hooked in so much into your past and memory. Uh, So if I I have a friend who, as soon as they smell pineapple, they just want to throw up from one night of drinking way too much pineapple and getting sick off of it. And now even just the smell of pineapple makes them makes them nauseous and then not feel right. That's okay. true. So if you smell the black velvet and you and you go back into that taste, it, it could take you back to that time and that place. But it's not a hard and fast rule. Okay. Um. So let's let's put some more of these myths. Now, one other myth or a debunking that I want to do on one of our first episodes, I was talking about how rum is for girls or for women. <laughs> so let's let's talk about some of those myths. Uh you know, I don't think rum has so many. So many myths about what it does to you, specifically. I don't think people have a lot of, um, do you know any of what rum makes you, rum makes me frisky? Rum makes me hum. Rum. <laughs> well, not me, but <laughs> girls. <laughs> makes them hum. But um, what's, the, what's the drink? I, we, we were talking about it on another, that other episode, Malibu and Pineapple. Um, and just when I think of rum, I think of more sweeter drinks, Um just sweet and when I think of rum so a lot of women tend well I see like I said I'm I'm trying not to be like super sexist but this is just my experience and going out and hanging out and seeing different people order different stuff I mean I drink sweet all the time you know that about me right you you got to say your line (laughs) what's your line What's my line? You with fruit? Oh, it fucks with fruit. There you go. So I want you to... No, I don't actually drink anything sweet. I'm debunking that right there. Damn. Okay. So, but what I was saying um, is, like I said, most times going out, you know, you go to the bar, you order a woman a drink or can I send her something and they tell you what it is they're getting sent. Very rarely is she ordering a bourbon neat. In your experience, I don't know who you're hanging out with. That's what I'm saying. I'm speaking to my experience. Everyone I know would rather just drink the bourbon, leave it, leave the mixers on the side. Which brings me to another point: is that the how alcohol affects you is definitely um, influenced by your choice of mixer. Okay. Carbonation 
caffeine. Um, these things all are very important on how the alcohol actually is absorbed into your body. So we know that carbonation actually allows um, blood alcohol content to, to be raised, your, your BAC, mm -hmm. um, because um, something happens with the carbonation that uh, just allows the, the alcohol to get into your bloodstream faster. Oh, I didn't know that. Caffeine is also a stimulant. Right. Uh, and so, so you're upper and a downer mm -hmm, together. Yeah, yep. Um, so that's going to affect how you are uh, reacting to it. Mm -hmm. And then also diet drinks. Um, the um, Northern Kentucky University found that mixing alcohol with diet beverages actually increases your blood alcohol concentration. Wow. There's something about the artificial sweeteners uh, allowing um, faster absorption into your lower intestines. Now, what about... I know it's another thing. I can't drink Red Bull anything. Mm. I can't do Red Bull nothing. It just makes my stomach do, do all kind of acrobatic stunts. It's probably the caffeine. So it's the caffeine in there? Probably. Okay. What's that other? Taurine? Mm -hmm. um, and Those are B vitamins. Okay. Yeah, no. I I, I, I can't do those. I love B vitamins. No, no, no. I like B vitamins, but I I can't do the Red Bull and alcohol mixed together. It's never a good idea. Yeah. It really isn't. Really? I mean, I've 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 had Red Bull out of desperation. Uh like going to large conferences where we have 5 days of intensive drinking. Mm -hmm. Uh Red Bull's one of the sponsors and so we'll be drinking Red Bull after drinking for 6 hours. We we need Red Bull to go drink for another mandatory 7 hours. Uh, but I always thought that Pedialyte should have been the sponsor of all these things, not Red Bull. Yeah, Pedialyte does help if you can keep it down. <laughs> like I said, I've been in some oh ugly, bad situations. Nothing that I am proud of at all. I just know I have rode that ride more times than I'd like to admit. Moderation is important. Everything in moderation, even moderation. It's important. Yes. Um. So... We know that the alcohol percentage affects how you are acting on alcohol, the rate at which you're drinking. Uh, we know that um, the type of mixer that you're using is going to affect how you're drinking. So if you're drinking, let's go back to this Malibu and pineapple, pineapple. example. That's a lot of residual sugar. Okay. That's a ton of sugar. Yes. That's a headache is what that is. Why? Uh, because um, you, uh, I, you know, I should research this a little bit more, but um, I'm pretty sure it has to do with the fact that uh, sugar increases inflammation. Okay, I can see that. I'm with that. Uh, histamines are a big problem because, you know, a lot of people will say they get red wine headaches. Right. We, that's what you're talking about when, when we started the episode. Which has something to do with, actually has something to do with the histamines that are in red wine. Okay. Uh, has nothing to do with the tannins. Um is, um, there we go. That's a that's a, that's now that's a real thing. That this is a the, that is the next debunked episode. Okay, ne episode or or um conversation. We will we we will go into on a whole nother episode. On a whole of the other show? episode. There's way more to talk about than just than just a couple lines on that one. I want to get. Uh, you can't tease us like that, especially not me. One. Next one. Okay, so what what about? So there's this, the social context while you're drinking. It's also huge. Okay, explain. So if you're going to have a glass of red wine and you turn the lights down, you put the candles on, you're making a dinner, you're having your boo over, you're going to feel relaxed. You're going to feel an increased libido. You're going to feel um, maybe a little drowsy, but but still like excited. That has nothing to do with it. You could 
you could fill in, pour yourself a glass of Hennessy and have the exact same effects. But that social context of setting the mood, who's going to be there, who you're around, is going to be how you actually perceive your reaction to the ethanol. So what you're saying, you're not a big comic book person, but there is a show that comes on um, Disney Plus right now, and they have what's called the Super Soldier Serum. And the one guy says, it just takes who you are and makes you more of that. That's what it that sounds, sounds like, like you're saying alcohol does. Because <laughs> he, he, he asked his buddy, he said, would you take this Super Serum? He said, hell yeah, I'll take it. Um, he said, you know, you a good dude. It just make you more of a good dude. You a bad guy, it's going to make you more of a bad guy. Because they were fighting a bad guy that was on it. And this guy thought he was a good guy. And he took it and he turned back. So alcohol just makes you more of what you are. Well, what it does is it, so as you consume alcohol, alcohol is a toxin and it is bad for you, which is why moderation is important. What it does is it slowly starts to shut off parts of your body. As you start to drink, uh, the first thing to start going is your liver. It'll stop processing as quickly and your kidneys. And so once those start to shut down, what they're actually doing is not filtering at the same speed. And that's why you quote unquote can break the seal is because the more alcohol you consume, one, it's a, a diuretic, but also um, that b- your body's just not actually processing and then you're just gonna... Now explain breaking the seal uh, for people who don't drink. Breaking the seal is the perceived uh, myth that if you hold it in longer um, and that when you uh, finally go to the bathroom, then you've broken the seal and that you're gonna continue to go quickly. But if, if you hold it in then and you don't break the seal, then you won't have to go to the bathroom every five minutes. And that one's true. That is not true. That one's true. What's I, happening is that I your body you functions say. are stopping. <laughs> <laughs> and so another thing that happens while you consume alcohol is that after your organs start to shut down, uh-huh. your brain starts to shut down. Okay. And so I am not a neuroscientist, but uh, the parts of your brain, um, I'm thinking like frontal lobe, uh, they are the first ones to start to shut down. And once that happens... Your ability to filter, your ability to have empathy. Real life filter, like filter your statements or filter, yes, filter your statements or filter the stuff that's coming out of your Brain body. Brain does no filtration. That's that's <laughs> those are different organs. Okay, but gotcha. filter filter what's I'm coming just, out of your just mouth for clarity. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so what's coming out of your mouth? So I would typically, if if my best friend walked into the room and was wearing an ugly pair of sandals, I probably wouldn't say anything, but get a few shots in me On and a couple booze, ciders. Them is the ugliest days I've ever seen in my life. Exactly. Why would you wear those ever? Or ever. if I'm... <laughs> ever. And with socks? Oh, my God. Lauren, come on. Jesus, joggers. Eh? Okay. <laughs> and so um, so as your brain starts to, to uh, shut down from the toxins and your body not being able to filter it, uh, you're, you're left with the... the the basic human function, which is your hippocampus. That's okay. your that's your monkey brain. Okay. Once you shut that down, you're passed out and you're close to death. So why do we do this to ourselves mm. as humans? That's a fascinating question. Uh, numbing. numbing. I know pe- people yes. want to be numbed. Yes. Uh, there, there is that relaxation and that numbness that comes with alcohol. Okay. And um, also a lot of people see it as a social lubrication. Uh, you know, if you have social anxiety or... Uh, you're just having a rough day and you have to go and socialize with somebody, it gets a little easier with a little bit of alcohol. Okay. But 
everything in moderation, even moderation. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to keep saying that. In fact, that's going to be the new tagline of the show. <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody that. I like it. Everything in moderation. Even moderation. There you go. See, finishing <laughs> my sentences for me. That's what I like to hear. Um, so I ask you why we do this to ourselves. We don't know. That's a great question for later on down the line. Um, we have to, have to. I know you don't want to get real deep into the weeds about the tannins and all of that other fun stuff, but we have to talk about mixing light with dark. Okay. So, this is true. You can't drink, hold on, what, what's the saying? You drink beer before it's clear and liquor make you sicker or something like to that effect. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's talk about beer and that's talk about beer and booze. But no, so I can drink vodka and then turn around and drink whiskey and be okay. But. No, you can't mix light and dark. Says who? Says my uncle. <laughs> Facts. No, <laughs> false. <laughs> so so we will get into thing is something called um, congeners. Congeners does have something to do with how alcohol uh, affects your body. That is true. But this whole don't mix things. So let's let's take you through a scenario here. Last night, for instance, I was out with my friends, uh, all vaccinated. We can go out. They moved to a new neighborhood. We're really excited. Um, we have wine before we leave the house. We get to the restaurant. We have cider, shots of Malort. We go to music venue after that, we have cider and shots of tequila. We get back to their place, we have rosé and White Claw. This sounds like the most hippiest thing I have ever heard <laughs> in the history of my life. I'm just, I'm just thinking about this whole outgoing experience. And Why is it hippie? You are a hippie. What? Oh, pull it back. Why? Because. Go ahead. Drink Malort. up. Drink up and tell me. Because Malort. Well, that's okay. What about Malort making your stomach feel better? Because it's an what's it aperitif? Digestif. Digestif. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. We covered that in the Malort episode. I know. I was just going back over. I wanted to show that I learned something. All right. Aside from well done. Aside <laughs> from me being a hippie. <laughs> Technically, we shouldn't have mixed all of those things. And if there was a rum cocktail in there, I would have—I totally would have fucked with that. You would have drank it. Absolutely. Okay. And this morning, did I woke up, wake up hungover? Did you? No. Okay. Because I drank water, and I spaced it out. And you spaced You did the everything in moderation. Yes. Even. Moderation. There you go. Like <laughs> I said, we, that's the tagline. We got to keep. We got to keep hitting them with that. But what people are thinking is that if they're mixing a bunch of things, then that means that they're going to a bunch of different venues. They're in a bunch of different social settings, a different percentages of alcohols. And what you're doing when you're mixing alcohol is you're going potentially crazy, and that's why you feel like garbage. Not because you can't drink rum or whiskey before you drink vodka. So you're going crazy. You're going, you, you're just doing a little bit too much. Fuck wild. You're going crazy, yeah. You, you just, you're doing, you know, like I said, you're doing too much. So you need to pull back the reins, pull it in. But then once the monkey brain kicks in, it's like throw caution to the wind. You should already be in bed and hydrated before monkey brain kicks in. Okay. Hopefully. Pedialyte and water. Exactly. Okay. And food. Make and sure you eat food. And B, down the B vitamins. Now, that, that's not a myth that you, if you drink on an empty stomach, you get drunk or quicker. That is not a myth. 
uh, protein and fats uh, and partially carbohydrates, they actually help slow down absorption. Okay. I don't know about that pyloric valve. I learned about that in tell school. Us, tell us more. You got to close it. <laughs> and if it's, if it's not closed, then you're in trouble. Well, <laughs> just don't drink on an empty stomach. That's not good for it's you. It's not good. Uh, no, you should have a have a good base layer. And um, so, so back to, to con, uh, congeners. So congeners are the chemical impurities that are produced as byproducts of fermentation and distillation. What? So they contribute to taste, aroma, and the color of the drink. Okay. Uh, so there are varying amounts of different types of congeners in each different alcoholic beverages. And you'll notice with quality also comes less um, congeners. So if it has a multiple distillation process, um, then you're going to have less of these. So if, if you're talking about a quote-unquote ultra-premium or top-shelf vodka versus a, a low-end or a qual vodka, um, potentially, theoretically, they will have less of these congeners in them. Um, so for the most, uh, most common conger congeners um, include uh, furfural, which is what inhabits yeasts, tannins, which is found in wine, uh, fusel oils from fermentation of rum and uh, whiskey, uh, acetaldehyde, methanol, so these are found in higher um, concentrations in darker liquors. Um, acetaldehyde and then meth methanol, these are um, alcohols that come in the first part of the distillation um, before they're actually, uh, they come in at a, a lower temperature than ethanol does. Okay. And so sometimes you can capture those into, um, into the distillate and in it's just like if you're drinking shitty alcohol, it's going to make you feel worse. And, and they think that part of this is because of these congeners. Okay. Uh, the problem in, in the scientific study, though, is that um, the way that these affect people physically and emotionally um, is there are just so many that it hasn't been studied very well. And um, the effects on intoxication is also difficult to pinpoint. Um, and so they have had done quite a few researches about them, but they've all come up with um, inconclusive results. And so we know that our bodies don't actually respond well to congeners, um, and it could be an important factor on how your body reacts to different alcohols, but as it being inconclusive, you've, uh, there's, again, zero proof that you can't have whiskey and then vodka later. Okay. Another question. The way vodka is made and produced, do all vodkas taste the same? No. Absolutely not. Okay. Why? Because, um, so the, the U.S. legal definition of vodka is to be odorless and tasteless. Okay. Which we all know isn't true. It, you can taste the difference between tap water and bottled water, reverse osmosis water, and it's all water, and it's supposed to be odorless and tasteless. Right. But you can... You can taste the difference. Taste the difference. Right. Uh, so that, it, it's a little outdated, um, but a lot of the alcohol laws are very outdated in the U.S. Mm -hmm. I actually did a really cool side-by-side -side with Belvedere Vodka. They have two different regions in Poland that they are growing the same variety of rye. One is next to a lake, uh, and one is uh, near a forest. And so they... they, they essentially, it's an, an estate-picked rye. Right. They ferment that, distill it in their separate distilleries in the separate areas, and then doing a side-by-side -side with those, they taste completely different. Yeah, I, I knew that one, but I had to throw it out there because that's something that they say about um, vodka. All vodkas taste the same. Why would you drink vodka, or why would you spend money on an expensive vodka when they all taste the same, or it tastes like nothing? And it's just, I, you can taste the difference. So, quick story, that same uncle that... <laughs> 
we all the facts are coming from. I know he gave me all the facts, <laughs> but we, um, well, him and his friends, and then me and him tried it ourselves. Did a um, they do a vodka tasting competition? So they have some a blind taste test. They everybody brings their favorite vodka. What How do I get invited to this? Um, come to Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> so um, I'm good. So, Grey Goose is usually in there. Um, Belvedere is in there. Um, this was a while ago. Jay-Z Vodka was in there. I don't even think they make that anymore. I think he's skipped to the champagne game now. Yeah, he's right. That's why I said this was a while ago when they used to do this. They still do it. Um, Ciroc may be in there. Um, Kettle One. Kettle One, yes, for sure. Kettle One is in there. Just different. Oh, Absolute Stoli. is in there. Sky, Stoli, Svetka. So um, they bring out all these vodkas and everybody tastes them. They, you know, rate them with a number. It's a blind taste test. The only person who knows what number they're coming out is the person who's serving in the back and has it, like, kind of hidden. So, you know, people are married to their alcohols of choice. Um, I, I remember... One of my friends, um, Svetka was just his drink. He wasn't drinking nothing but Svetka. Okay. Um, Absolute. I know Absolute gives me a headache out of this world, and that is true. I don't could be congeners. I don't care what you say. It could be. <laughs> it could be congeners. It could be methanol. So, so when you're looking at uh, vodkas or any spirit that takes in more of the heads or the tails from the, the distillation cut, mm -hmm. that those are the things that give you headaches. Those are the things that they used to talk about going blind. Like these are the alcohols that are really not good for you. Okay. Ethanol is not good for you. Well, like I said, why but. are we doing this to ourselves? But anyway, I don't drink Absolute um, on purpose or, or like I just don't because it gives me a headache. So anyway, you bring all these alcohols, everybody takes a shot. They aren't drinking enough to get drunk or anything. Sometimes they even spit or whatever. But for some reason, every year, Grey Goose always wins because they it, it just wins in the blind taste test. And so one time when he was here in Chicago, we did the same thing with Irish whiskeys. We had Red Breast, we had Jameson, we had Tullamore Dew, we had Bushmills, um, Powers, another couple, and we did the same thing. And I was um, singing the praises of Red Breast to the top of the sea. the red breast is the best thing ever yeah whatever um i think what ended up winning was just plain old jameson just yeah. regular jameson ended up winning as our favorite in the blind taste test and how and how did everyone feel after that was, was everybody jovial was everybody celebrating was were people ready to start punching each other because you were drinking irish whiskey what was the outcome of it well me and my uncle are black and i don't think we have any no. irish in us so no, we didn't try and fight each other after. We just wanted Irish whiskey. <laughs> so, um, that's it, it. No, that that wasn't the case. We right. we we didn't we didn't get punchy. Now here's another one that uh, that I've been hearing and and uh, in the same vein of of different alcohol makes you feel different ways. Um, have you ever heard that tequila is an upper? No, I've never heard that. No. Yeah, that's a common myth. A common misperception that people think that tequila uh, is actually an upper and not a downer, but turns out it's still ethanol. Yeah, no. Um, if someone told me that, I would laugh at them because, I mean, I don't know the most and I'm not the brightest 
bulb in the box, but I still wouldn't be thinking that tequila is a downer. Like, no. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you think about it, most people that are drinking tequila are doing shots of tequila. No. Yes, they are doing shots. So, again, it's method. But. Not the actual spirit. But I've known, like, I know a person in particular, they will not even sniff tequila. And probably because of the situation that happened to them with tequila and everything. But at the same time, they like tequila. Oh, no, get me away. Let me run. Hit the road, Jack. All that other good stuff. So Right, because that goes back to the per- your, your sense of smell, uh, the time and the place that you had it or had a bad experience with it. Uh, but your body just simply does not break down ethanol in any different way than it does in, in any t- type of drink. So no matter what it is, whiskey, vodka, rum, tequila, if it's got ethanol in it, the only thing we're worried about is the ABV. Yes, your body will process that, that ABV and that's it. So um, there, there, And there are quite a bit of studies on this, uh, not as many as, as we would like, but um, there was a study done called the Differential Alcohol Expectancies Based on Type of Alcoholic Beverage Consumed. And uh, with their method, they, were, they used 498 young adults, randomized, and um, they did basically what they were doing is t- uh, testing perception of these participants and um, giving them the alcohol uh, and then having them report on their perception of it. And so uh, folks that said that they feel sleepy when they drink red wine were given red wine and then they said they felt sleepy. Uh, And so what they found after doing a lot of tests with like uh, the the consumption and and how the ethanol is being processed in your body, uh, that your mental ability to perceive that one alcohol will do one thing versus another is extraordinarily strong. The human brain is fascinating that's and what it very is. strong. At the end of the day, that's pretty much what, what the moral to the story is. It's kind of like what you tell yourself you can do, you can do. The kind of the fake it till you make it. Like I said, placebo effect. I was reading a book that said um, if you want to concentrate more, get a bottle and put your secret juice on it and drink it when you start to feel unfocused. And like even in the NBA, I saw Chris Paul sitting on the bench. He's a basketball player. He's having a great season this year. And he's a little older, too. And he had a a sports bottle, and it said Chris's secret stuff. And I said, oh, it must work for real because, I mean, he's having having a great year this year. So Exactly. And you can do that with anything. And so for the folks that say, I don't drink Jack because it makes me violent, they probably went through a period in college where they were angry at the world. Because Jack is whack. Well, no, I mean, Jack is not. I'm that's just a saying. Different story. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm like, every, every one of these, you got to have a rhyme to go <laughs> along with it. But there was probably a time in your life where you wanted to get violent yes. and you were going through a Jack Daniels phase. It's, but that's not Jack Daniels' fault. And you, it, you just took something that made you more of what you were. Just turned up the volume a little bit. Just turn it up to 11. Okay. Turn it up to 11. I'm with that. Okay. So, so do you believe me now? No. Why? Black facts. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's, 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 hard, it's hard to get them out of me. It's, it's, it's hard. I mean, you, you can't change my mind in 30 minutes of what's been ingrained in me for 20 plus years of drinking. Who are who you think you are? <laughs> Science? Fair enough. <laughs> no, that's jokes. I, 
you know I got a very open mind and I listen to a lot of things. Um, I still don't think I'm mixing though. That's that's you do you. Okay. I mean, I have no problem with mixing. I don't even think twice about mixing. You a G. Well, I just know that the ethanol is going to come in and come out, and and that's basically it. And that's basically it. Just everything in moderation. <laughs> even moderation. Even moderation. I'm with that. I, I like I like that. Well, like I said, I'm still not mixing. Um, no, not for me. Do we have any other myths? I think we I think we pretty much hit them all. Yeah. So this is this is just the one that I wanted to start with on our debunked series. Our our uh, there's there's so much disinformation out there. Misinformation. Uh, misinformation. Disinformation. Disinformation. Just wrong. Disinformation. <laughs> False. <laughs> I, I I want to try and enlighten a bit on some of the things that we think we've got figured out about alcohol. Just plain don't. don't. So with that said, you can drink however you want, whenever you want, and... Well, I'd do that anyway. With moderation, With I think is the is the lesson of of today. In moderation, um, I, I I appreciate that. I appreciate all the hard work that you put into bringing up those myths and facts, um, and disinformation. I just trying to think of all of the myths and things I've heard and stuff I've made up in my mind and things that have happened to me throughout my years. And if you, the listeners, have any good stories, why don't you share those with us? You can reach us at our different social media platforms. We have our emails and stuff going. We're still working on all this stuff because we're a new podcast. Even though it says the original designated drinker, somebody came in and jacked our name like they were supposed to because we were asleep for some years. But we woke now, so we out here, and we the original designated drinkers. So let us know what you think. What libation should we dive into next? Please comment, ask questions, any type of feedback that you have. You can reach us at designateddrinkerspodcast at gmail.com. On Instagram at the same name, on Twitter at drinkerspodcast. One day we'll be on Facebook when I get it going. That's on you. Exactly. When I when I get it going, you can blame me for that. And Ambrosia, do you have any closing sentiments that you would like to add? Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Rhea Wingcaller over at Cider Chat. She 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 propped us up on her uh, on her podcast. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And man. I'd like to say the same for our listeners. Go over to uh, Cider Chat and and check out what Rhea's got fermenting over there. Fermenting over there. <laughs> Look at you. I like that. I'm with that. I'm with that. I'm with that. With that. Um, with that being said, thanks so much for listening to us, Ambrosia. Talk to you next time. Cheers.